Thank you, Madam Chair, Ranking Member. Uh, my name is Matthew Ballard, and it's my honor to appear before you today as the elected district attorney for Oklahoma District 12 and to give voice today to the Native American victims who have been given hope as a result of Castro Huerta. My purpose today is to provide real-world examples of people, of Native American victims who have benefited from Castro Huerta, who Castro Huerta served as a beacon of hope that they might one day get justice. These are more than anecdotes. These are real people in my community. These are my constituents. They're my neighbors. They're my friends. We go to the same church. We send our kids to the same schools. The people I'm talking to you about today are from my community. Two years ago, the law enforcement community in Oklahoma was thrust into chaos when the Supreme Court determined that two million Oklahomans resided on reservations that had never been disestablished. To give you an idea of that, there are 14 states in this nation with populations smaller than the number of Oklahomans living on Indian reservations. So what did that look like in my district? In my district, we saw hundreds of cases being dismissed. We saw dockets that were filled of two, three, four hundred different cases that we knew that we were going into court and those cases were going to be dismissed. Those victims were never going to see justice. I had multiple times where I walked into my victim advocates' offices. These are people who exist, who do their job every day, building trust with victims, telling victims that, assuring them that we will seek justice for them, who build relationships with victims. As a result of the phone calls they were making, they spent hours calling victim after victim after victim just to notify them that their case was being dismissed. On multiple occasions, I walked in and found my victim advocates in tears. It was so overwhelming. At one point, I told them, go home, call it a day. And they looked at me and they, they held up a list and they said, not until we go through this list. It's on us to call every victim on this list and let them know they can't hear it from social media. They shouldn't hear it from the news. They need to hear it from us because they trust us. And Native American victims were bearing the brunt of the McGirt decision. Only federal jurisdiction existed where non-Native victims were involved. In the Eastern District, uh, uh, the federal U.S. Attorney's Office determined that their threshold for filing cases was serious bodily injury. If a case didn't involve serious bodily injury, it was a decline. So let me tell you about uh, some of the victims and how that impacted them. Let me tell you about Kayla Dobbs. The day the Cherokee Reservation was recognized by the Oklahoma Court of Criminal Appeals as having not been disestablished, that night, Kayla Dobbs was at the Iron Horse Saloon in rural Ulaga, Oklahoma. While she was there, she ran into an ex-boyfriend who was there with a female acquaintance. While she was on the phone and with her back turned, she was hit in the back of the head, knocked to the ground, pepper sprayed in her face, Rogers County deputies were dispatched to the scene. They showed up and they had to ask the question, is anyone here Native American, to determine whether they even had jurisdiction to investigate. Kayla, our victim, was Native American and her assailant was not, so the deputy quickly realized that he didn't have jurisdiction, it was solely federal. As a result, he called the FBI office. The FBI office at, at one o'clock in the morning about a bar fight and was told the FBI wouldn't come out. That's what we're seeing in Oklahoma. But let me tell you about now a, a case involving hope. Let me tell you about Katrina West. Katrina's son was violently murdered along with his cousin. 
It was later determined that uh, her son and his cousin were Native American, and the case, uh, our state case was dismissed. But we got to know Katrina through my office, assuring her we were going to seek justice. Well, we told her uh, federal courts did refile, and she came to us upset that they'd offered a 17-year sentence. Mind you, that the minimum sentence in Oklahoma for a single homicide is a life sentence, which is calculated at 45 years. She came to us upset, and we explained, unless Castro Huerta came out in our favor, her son, there's nothing we could do. The day Castro Huerta came out, she called me in tears. A big man came in and said, she's on the phone. I took the call. She was tearful, and she said, Matt, does this mean what I think it means? Does it mean you can refile your case? I told her that it did. And through her tears, she said, thank God. We've refiled that case, and we're going to seek justice. And that is what Castro Huerta provided to us in the state of Oklahoma, was the opportunity to go out and seek justice for our Native American victims. Thank you to the panel. Thank you very much for your testimony and the stories of your, the victims. Uh, the chair now recognizes Mr. Mithun Masingani, my apologies, Mansingani, uh, who is a partner at Lahotsky Keller uh, for five minutes. Thank you. 